Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! You know, the beauty of baseball is you can sit next to your neighbor and have a conversation, or you can just completely ignore them. Baseball spoken here. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. That is a reviewable play, but the Yankees choose not to review it. A swing and a drive to deep right, away back, off the pole, Francisco Lindor. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch, a deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. It's 2-2 two to two in the bottom of the sixth, and I just can't get my eyes off that man with the tall head. It's quite a game, but man, that guy is ugly. You know that guy hasn't blinked this entire game? Just a dead-eyed idiot out on a Thursday afternoon. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. We're going to be awesome for you right now. On 1080. Hey, one for one, that's about a thousand, dude. That's baseball, baby. Help us, please. Somebody help us. The Fan. Yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. Fair or foul at 8.30. Put our wits to the test. Yeah, last week we didn't do it, Joe, because... We got sidetracked, so it, it returns. What do we do? Oh, I really liked last week's show. We didn't talk about anything. I had so much fun. Yeah, I don't remember at all what we talked about. No, we, we made stuff up the whole time. Did we? Yeah, full-on mail-in. Mm. Makes sense. But I think it was good radio. That's what happens when our producer's not here. We just I don't, I don't think there was any like <laughs> factual information, but I had fun, and I think the listeners did too. I think so. I, I hope so, at least. Uh, I, to tell... How to know your week is a struggle. When you sit here and you're like, you know, I'm tired. I'm a little overworked. I can't wait to go home and finish my laundry. And then Jonathan Lucroy steps up to the plate and you're like, that guy sucks. And then he hits a double. You're like, crap. (laughs) We were in the break and I looked up right before we came on and I was like, oh, sweet. Lucroy's up. I can't wait to talk trash. And then he hit a double off Paxton. Like, well. I guess that's not so awesome anymore. Nope. I really do. Now it's just awkward to make fun of him because he just. I really do dislike him. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anybody in current Major League Baseball. Could you imagine how good the Indians would be if Jonathan Lucroy chose them? Yeah, I'm fully aware. (laughs) You're probably not that good because he's hurt all the time and he hasn't really been good since he left Milwaukee. But probably would have won a World Series. Oh, you think? Well, no, because Roberto Perez was a beast in the World Series. Yeah, he was pretty good. He's not as good as Lucroy. Can call a game, I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's all that really matters, right? That's really all that matters. Unless Catchers your name suck. is Mike Zanino. Or hashtag I am Gary. <laughs> we, are Got getting, him. we are getting closer to Junino. 
We are getting closer to the month of Janino, although I don't know if we're going to have another month of Janino. That might have just been a last year thing. What about July Nino? <laughs> that doesn't work. Augustinino. Now you're just making up Sep-Nino. old Roman names. <laughs> Octonino. That sounds like a sci-fi movie. Octozanino. Well, less like a sci-fi movie. It sounds like a Chris Farley in that sketch. That the, the Nino is in English. Is, is it the Nino? <laughs> is it weird that the jokes got worse as we got later on to the season, which correlates with the Mariners getting worse as we get later on to the season? The October jokes were the worst because they're never in October. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I need a nap. You do need a nap. Well, hey, let's power through. You got an hour left. Let's do it. So I, I noticed something really crazy. I noticed something really crazy. I've been yeah. following it for, for the last few days. Have you noticed that the Washington Nationals and the Los Angeles Doyers are actually kind of terrible? Yes, I have. R.I.P. Corey Seager. The L.A. Dodgers, 12 and 17, nine games back of the 21 and 8 Arizona Diamondbacks. The Washington Nationals, 15 and 16, not quite as bad, just pretty mediocre. And they are four games back of the first place Atlanta Braves. As they say in Los Angeles, esta es no bueno. No. It is not. Where do you want to start? Uh, I think let's start with the L.A. Dodgers. Okay. Um, I'm really curious about this. Um, This division. It's weird. Is super weird. Like when we get to the Nationals, I want to talk about my new love for that division. Uh, But this division is super weird. Okay. Arizona hasn't been world beaters yet. They've won like nine series in a row. They were over the season. They won all of their series they've, so far. They've won all of their series. Yep. Um, Colorado is doing Colorado things. They're, 17 and 15. Arenado hit two bombs today. Yeah, they're hitting. Their pitching is not good again. It's kind of middling. But. They look like the Rockies we expected them to be. Well, I expected them to be a little better, but yeah, they're they're good enough. They're good enough. Uh, the Giants are better, which they could. It, it's easy to get better than rock bottom. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that that's that. Uh, and then there's the Dodgers, and the Padres are a game and a half behind them. Well, I guess two and a half in the win column, uh, in the loss column, I should say. Uh, but uh, San Diego is not as terrible this year as I thought they would be. Well, we're still in last place. So. <laughs> but I'm just saying, <laughs> this is really, really strange to me because none of the teams in this division to me look like world beaters, yet the Dodgers are absent-minded right there's just nothing there they're the favorites who are doing very little it's i i think part of it for the dodgers is last year you had breakout seasons for guys you had never heard of or guys who you didn't think were going to be good and this year they're not exactly following suit they have one everyday starter well two everyday starters who are hitting over 300. Yasmani Grandal, the catcher, and Matt Kemp, who's really old. What up, Matt Kemp? Everybody else is below 280. Um, you have Cody Bellinger bench the other day for not running For not out. hustling. Chris Taylor's hitting only 240, and he was yeah, a big part of it. We saw that coming. But he was a big part of it last year. He only was a big part of it last year at the end. He wasn't doing that all season. True. He showed up at the end. But it it feels like to me... What we kind of said about the Dodgers last year of why are they good? The lineup doesn't make sense. Oh, they're good because the bullpen's amazing. 
and because you know Kershaw, it's the that lineup is now regressing to the mean. Pitching is still fine. Kershaw's pitching great, of course. Um, you know, you've got Huynjin Ryu just came off the DL. He's pitched well since coming off the DL. Um, Rich Hill's on the DL, but he was pitching okay beforehand. You know, you got good pitchers. The bullpen's still solid. It's Public well, Jansen has not pitched as well this year. That is a key. He has been a little bit more all over the place. His ERA is in the fives at the moment, although it's hard to judge relievers early in the season. But to me, it's just the lineups regressed a little bit. And maybe they'll get back, but that was the reason they were extra good, good enough to be in the World Series last year is because elite starting rotation, really good bullpen, and a lineup that was overachieving. And right now it is achieving right at where we thought they would last year. Are you saying that we are right about the Dodgers? No, because they made the World Series and almost won the World Series last year. So let's not pretend like we were, weren't completely off base with them. According to Alex Bregman, World Series balls spin differently. Uh, okay. you, you at the beginning of this season, Mike, I'm sure we could go back and listen to the tape. I'm pretty sure I heard you say, I get it now. I did. We talk about why the Dodgers are good. I get it now. I won't and hide now, from it. And now look at them, Mike. I said I'm not that. trying to call you out. I'm just saying, well, I am a little bit. But now I'm just saying, this team is not good. In fact, you were actually just literally calling me out. Yeah. I suppose that's true. <laughs> no, it's... I, I can't I, really focus. I, I admit my fault on that one, but it's also still early enough to, to be like, oh, well, maybe they will turn it around. But yeah, the lineup is regressing to the mean. And the the rest of the pitching is not doing well enough to hide the fact that they're not hitting very well. So it's kind of just that's why they're not playing well right now. Who's in more who's in more trouble? The Los Angeles Dodgers or the Washington Nationals? Text the fan text line 55305. Let us know which team would you be more worried about as we'll dive into the Nationals and we'll do that next. Portland Sports Leader 1080 the fan. is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. I like this tune, Joe. Who is this? Uh, this is an 80s band called New Shoes. I was going to say, it sounds late 70s, early 80s. New and Shoes. they are from Portland, Oregon, as a matter of fact. Say what? Look at you going a little bit hometown love here. Yeah. New Shoes. Yeah. And plus, the damn little jingle in this song has been stuck in my head all day, so. Does it validate you when you're like, man, this song's stuck in my head all day? I'm going to throw it on. These guys don't know what I'm talking about. And then I'm like, yo, what's this? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's... Um, Justifies that the song stuck in your head is actually decent. Is worth being stuck in your brain. Yeah, yeah. my my <clears throat> my musical mind is all over the place, man. Sure. I was Ditto. listening to... Uh, I was listening to Biggie and Mariah Carey today at two separate points. Well, all people should put Mariah in their rotation. The iPod shuffle. For she is the greatest. Or whatever you use. Oh, no, it was by choice. Yeah, there was no shuffling. Oh, it no, no, I like know. Biggie. No, but I'm, I'm just I'm, saying that Mariah. the iPod shuffle introduce the idea that you can listen to two completely different genres that are in your library back to back. I got you. Because back in the day, you just listen to the album. Right. And you listen to another album. But now you can listen to a Mariah song and a Biggie song right back to back. Yeah. It's great. 
I think I'm going to go home and listen to Mariah songs. Okay. Do you know only her and Elvis have the most number one hits? Makes sense. Not Cardi B? Uh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't. If I don't know who that is, they can't have the most number one hits. <laughs> A little pump? Like, I know who Taylor Swift is, but I guarantee you she does not have the num- most number one hits. No, no. No, she doesn't. Yeah, it's Mariah. Mariah. The queen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That, that was, was a decent high, t- high pitch voice there. Yeah. Uh, there are some Mariah songs that I do a decent impression on. I just can't think of them. <laughs> uh, we were talking about which is which team is in more trouble, the Dodgers or the Nationals. This one's super easy for As me. I want to get into the Nationals. Um, this one's easy for you? Yes. I'm a little torn on it, but I think it's easy for me. But what what I'm torn about is what we just got on the fan text line, 55305. This texter says, Dodgers in much more trouble. Nats, deeper pitching, easier division, more power. That is what I would normally think. But to me, I'm like freaking out about the National League East right now. Mm. For me, that division is must-watch baseball. Well, yes. Because I watched Mets Braves today, and that was fantastic. Here's the thing. The Dod- and the Braves won. The answer is easy for me. It's the Dodgers. Because the Dodgers are underperforming, whereas to me, the Nationals have not had their full healthy complement of players. They have not had Daniel Murphy all year. Rendon's hurt. Rendon got hurt. Two of their best bats are out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bryce Harper said, he said this. He says, it's hard to go 500 when you're playing with the Syracuse Sky Chiefs. That's their <laughs> AAA affiliate. Oh, wow. He said that. So it's true when you've got a lot of guys who are not meant to be playing who are playing. Is he a jerk for saying that? Or is he just speaking the truth? Uh, both. But <laughs> His hair's still nice. Another thing with Harper, too, is... I hope Harper goes bald. He has so many walks. So many walks. Harper? He, he Harper's leads, on an MVP tear right now. He leads the majors in walks by... I'm going to look it up. I saw it today. Second place was Judge, and he had like a 20-walk lead on Judge. They just weren't pitching to him because Murphy's hurt, Randone's hurt, and he has no protection. So look at... But he also has like eight or nine home runs. Look at what Davey Martinez did. He put him in the leadoff spot because what do you not want to do? Walk the leadoff hitter. What has he done the last two days? Leading off the game both days, homered because they have to pitch to him. Are you telling me Davey Martinez might actually be a good manager? I'm telling you he is a good manager. Because I don't think Dave Roberts is a good manager. Nope. Um, Well, yeah. He made his World Series last year. Oh, so did AJ Hinge. <laughs> and um, the Yankees might this year with Aaron Boone, who gets well, a front seat for free. We don't know if Aaron Boone's a good manager yet. Uh, okay. I definitely know if Aaron Boone is a good manager. Um, but I think the Nationals will be fine. Now, I do think the division is shaping up in a very interesting way, which I why I understand you you posing the question. But the Nationals will play better. I believe that firmly. I'm not 100% sure about the Dodgers. So to me, that answer is easy. The Dodgers are in way more trouble. I'm with you. I agree with the texture as well in the sense that the Nats just have too much talent. I think the Dodgers were at this point where now as – which is funny because I thought I, – I by no means do I am, – am I sitting here trying to brag about that we called this or anything like that. But for years, you and I have sat here and said we don't know why the Dodgers are good. You know, Kershaw, obviously. So many they, Dodger fans were so pissed yeah, at us. Yeah, they got guys like Corey Seager, rest in peace. Justin Turner, rest in peace. Dudes that, they, they have great... They're not dead, by the way. Right. They have great players. We know that. Kenley Jansen's a good closer, and they've made 
deals at the deadline, but there's just something about the team to us. You know, the outfield, you know, Puig inconsistent, Peterson inconsistent. You're going to tell me Matt Kemp's going to be like this all year. And when they had Chase Utley at second and this rotation of dudes at first, whether it was Adrian Gonzalez or Cody Bellinger, I'm still kind of just like, I don't know how this team is good. And two guys go down, one more recently, but one, the, the main dude goes down on the offense all season and all of a sudden they can't do anything. Kershaw's going to be Kershaw. There's no denying that. I'm not saying he's done by any means, but now we are starting to kind of see that those guys around maybe aren't that great to where Bryce Harper is on an MVP tear already. I think he has to be the league leader in the National League. Um, And that rotation of Strasburg, Scherzer, Tanner Rourke, uh, uh, Gio, and those guys are going to be good. They're not going to just die. And they are pitching well. Yeah. The only one... I mean, actually, they all are in terms of the top four with uh, Scherzer, Strasburg, and um, Geo, the top three, excuse me, are pitching well. They're not pitching poorly. It's just they're injured. So I think the Nats are fine. But that division is getting a little bit more interesting. That's the only thing that, that I'm interested in. And, and you know, I think we got enough time we could get into this. You know, the Braves are playing well. The Phillies are playing well. The Dude, Mets are playing well. I think the Braves are just good. I I think they're I think we're at a point for me. I'm not sure about the Mets. I think they're good, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the Phillies. I think they're more of a fluke right now. The Braves, I think they're good. I think there's a good chance in like two or three years we see a Braves Yankees World Series. I could see it. What would that say to people of our generation? It'd be like full Braves, circle. Yankees in the World Series would be like, oh my gosh. As an Indians fan, I'd be like. Did we just lose a World Series? Because this is what it sounds like is going on right now. Are we going to make it again in ninety in two years? No. What if the Marlins get good too? <laughs> they might. They're going to try to tank like everybody else is. Oh, hey. Um, but no, seriously, I do, love, I do love this division. I think it's super fun to watch. I now have reasons to put Phillies games on. And okay, I'm with you. Braves, good team. Phillies, Mets, good players. Nice streak. Uh, I'm not sold on the Mets hitters yet. Maybe good managers. Uh, I think Mickey Calloway and Gabe Kapler have done pretty good jobs for first-year managers Well, with really young teams slash old men and a pitching staff. I agree with that. Um, I think the thing for me about the Braves is all of their young players that they have called up are succeeding. I was worried about Swanson, but he's playing well right now. Right, but I'm talking about immediately called up, like Ozzie Albies, brand new starting second baseman. He's raking. Acuna Acuna got called up. He's raking. They just called up Michael Soroka, their top starter. He had a great first game, and it's just all working. Now, there's holes in that team. Their rotation is not very good. No, the rotation is brutal. The fact that, like, Brandon McCarthy was a starting pitcher for them and, you know, Mike Fultonavich is pitching well for them, it's like, oh, that might might change. Julio Tehran's your ace. Maybe not anymore, but yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe not anymore. Yikes. Their bullpen's pretty good. You know, they've got a good closer in Vizcaino, but um, it's their lineup. Their lineup is scary good. Freddie Freeman might be the MVP. That's a good call. He's hitting really well. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to visit this with Big John at the break. Freddie Freeman. Is he our new, not new because he's always been good and not to take away from this guy, but Freddie Freeman might be this year's Paul Goldschmidt. The one that we love but no one talks about. But nobody gives him the love because they're on the Braves. And the Braves win 88 games and don't catch a wild card. Right. 
but Freddie Freeman is like the best player, but it's like, let's give it to Bryce. Or Chris Bryant really came on strong for the 110-win team Cubbies, you right. know, and you're like, oh, I don't know. Freddie Freeman's playing with a bunch of 20-year-olds. <laughs> and he's just <laughs> coming off a, Coming off a big injury from last year. Oh, by the way, he'll play third if you need him to. I just yeah. think that's, what that's my, my declaration. I think the Braves are good. I think the Braves are good, too. Let's hope. They're fun. They're fun. They're fun. Young teams are fun. They're the Sixers of baseball right, right. now. The Astros. Yeah, I watch other sports. The Astros were fun. The Yankees were fun last year. The Astros and Yankees still are fun. They still are, but I'm saying when they're fresh yep. and they're all good, it's fun. You're right. The Sixers are fun. And right now, the Braves are really freaking fun. The Braves are super fun. And I will say, watch a little Mets. Watch a little Phillies. They're not quite the Braves, but they got some young kids doing stuff, and that Mets pitching staff is starting to look like the real deal. Pray Jacob DeGrom is going to be all right. All right, when we come back next, we have Fair or Foul, led by the fantastic producer Joe Fisher, and here he is with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Eight thirty-five here on the fan as we slide in to fair or foul with our good friend, Mr. Joe Fisher. Hello. I wasn't here last week. Glad to be back. And uh, yeah, let's get this show on the road. You saw on the text line, someone was like, yeah, you guys didn't talk about anything last week. I didn't see that. It was really fun, though. I had, I had a good time. Last I forgot. Week. Yeah, I did too. I forgot we talked about movies and TV shows again. It's our old our old wheelhouse. We did not do Lost though. So. Well, we mentioned it, but we didn't do it. Well, here I'm back to bring things back to some normal. Like I said, when the producer Wait. leaves, we go completely off the off the rails. Well, when, you when are the cat also, is away, the mice will play. You are also producer Mike, so you should have a handle on things while I'm not here. That's what so. it's like at the brewery. Mom look, and dad are gone right now. Look, so we just do whatever we want. <laughs> I produce. Four hours before this show, <laughs> my energy is gone like, for that. Screw this. <laughs> All right, let's get this going. Uh, you guys talked about the atrocity that is the AL Central. <laughs> uh, with the exception of one team. Oh, yes. And oh, yeah, that's right. Our offense is maybe the most atrocious <laughs> offense in baseball. And that's where I lead us to. Fair or foul? This is a fact-based question. Ooh. Fair or foul? Indians are the only AL Central team with a positive run differential. Fair or foul? Hmm. Mm. Well, they only are three games over 500, right? I I know that there is only one player on the team batting over 300. I believe there are three players on the team batting over 260, 270. Okay. Uh, the Maybe. Parrot flew three times today, so that was nice. I'm but gonna, that can't get you out of a 189 slump. <laughs> I'm going to say foul, Joe, because I think every team in the division has a negative run differential. <laughs> because the Indians can't hit. So, right. so even though they're three games over 500, in some of those losses, it's probably been like 10 to 2 or 10 to nothing. Right? But in their wins, it's like 2 to 1, 4 to 2. So I'm going to say they still might have a negative run differential. So I'm going to say foul. All the teams in the AL Central 
negative run differential. Well, you know I'm going to go fair on this just because I want to believe the team is better than they actually are. So I understand the offensive struggles. However, Corey Kluber is still top five Cy Young race right now. He's pitching phenomenal. Mike Clevenger has he thrown... He got hit around a little bit today, though, didn't he? Yeah, but he's still going eight innings. He's given up three runs, but he's still going seven and a half, seven and a third, eight innings, things like that. Mike Clevenger, I want to say two of his last three starts have been really good, and Cookie Carrasco's the same way. Tomlin's a, a, an abomination. And Trevor Bauer is being, you know, Trevor Bauer right now. The pitching staff is solid, I think I have to go foul, though. Before today, you guys would, both would have been correct. It would have been foul. But it is fair because the Indians won 12-4 to four today, I believe. 12-4. to four. And that put them at a positive run differential wow. plus five on the season. <laughs> All because the Parrot flew three <laughs> times today. That means E.E. single-handedly <laughs> gave the Indians the best run differential in the Central or in the American League? Uh, Central. AL Central. Oh, okay. American okay. League. Just, oh, hey, man. A man can dream, all right. <laughs> Plus five is the best okay, in the dude, American I'm League. I'm sober. I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's amazing that it took a 12-run game to get them plus five run Woo! differential. Yeah, Go um, to the World Series, baby. Tiger. We'll see how those World Series balls spin. Tigers negative two. Twins negative 35. Negative 44. Twins- are negative 35? Oh, I'm not done. Negative 44 for the White Sox and negative 65 for the Royals. Holy good. I think <laughs> I think the Kansas City Royals might be the most hot garbage team in baseball. Again. Back to, back to how they were. <laughs> Dude, they're what? They're 8 and 22. 8 and 22? Dude, I don't even know if they've scored eight runs with a 65 run differential. There's three they teams. They won a World Series three years ago. There are three teams that have single digit wins. I think Eric Hosmer has more home runs than the Royals do wins. Sorry, four teams that have single-digit wins. Can we from now on keep a track on this? I want to know how many home runs Eric Hosmer has, and I'm going to put those up against how many wins the Kansas City Royals have. <laughs> we'll keep a note of it throughout the season. The Orioles, White Sox, and Royals have eight wins, yep. and the Reds have seven. Correct. And Holy good God. To get this back on track, we go to my Orioles. Mm-hmm. Um, when, uh, before the show started today, I was like, hey, that trade value for Manny Machado is looking supreme right now. He leads the American League in average, doesn't he? He does, 366. Um, and an article a came out today um, saying that the O's not ready to sell just yet. Manny Machado reiterates desire to stay. Uh, Dan Duquette says we're still ev- evaluating our club for 2018. Basically, we still need to figure out what we're going to be. So I think we need a little bit more time to do that. I can't so, tell what I like more. Dan Duquette's like, hey, man, we're still trying to figure out this year. Like, uh, it started like a month ago, but It would have been great if he's like, you know, we're still trying to figure out what 2019 is going to look like. <laughs> We've already given up this year. So this is opinion. Fair or foul, the Orioles will trade Manny Machado this season. Uh, I'll go first on this. Um, I'm going to say foul. Okay. Uh, because I think... This is the only shot they have for him. I think Machado has, although he's playing very well this year, had a pretty, pretty bad season last year by his standards. You know, not by an not by an average MLB player. He was fantastic in that sense, but he had a low season for himself last year. Uh, and of course, he looks good. It's in a contract year. Uh, I think people a are going to be weary of renting him. I think people are going to be weary of paying him. And I think the Orioles know they wouldn't get much in return for him. So maybe it's like, 
Let's hold on to him. It's kind of like the Nationals. Let's hold on to him, see what we can do, and maybe he'll stick with us. Because they'll offer him a they'll offer him a massive contract. So I'll I'll say foul for funsies. Well, the right thing to do would be to trade him because he is not staying with the Orioles in the offseason. But because of that, I will say foul because I don't think the Orioles have managed the situation particularly well. Shocker. Um, they probably should have traded him in the offseason. Uh, he is helping them to a eight-win season with his 366 average. Probably responsible for all eight of those wins, right. too. So they're not winning even with him playing at an MVP level. They should have traded him. They should trade him because they will get a lot for him for a team that's trying to make the, the well, playoffs. Well, should. I agree. They should. That's what I'm saying. But knowing the history of the Orioles recently, I will say foul because they're probably attached to him. They love, they love that he's playing well. They gave him a shortstop, even though he has not played there since before his career started. I was going to say, I don't know if he ever has. And yeah, he was a shortstop growing up, right, but not, right. not in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. They gave him everything. I don't think they're going to trade him unless unless they continue being this bad and they go, wow, our team's not good. We need to reset fast, and they can get a couple good prospects for him. Story of my life. See what happens when J.J. Hardy leaves Baltimore? Everything just falls apart. Ah, oh, yes. The never healthy shortstop that couldn't hit above 230. The fundamentally sound J.J. Hardy. <laughs> He's healthy right now and hitting over 230 for the record. All right. Against the clock. So just one more. Um, we know Giancarlo. Um, he's been striking out a lot this year. He had a good game today, though. What uh, did you say? Two homers and uh, a double? Yep. Three for four. And a strikeout. Yep. So. Of course, a strikeout. Fact. Fair or foul? Giancarlo leads the league in strikeouts. Got to be fact. Um, I'm sure there's some crappy well, player is it out there. Fair or foul? Sorry. <laughs> fair. Fair. I'm going to say fair, but like Carl Yastrzemski, fair. No, sorry. Carlton Fisk, fair. Uh, I, I know the answer to this. So. Oh, oh, man. He, was, he checks every looking day. at me like, it's not Giancarlo. He no, che- no, no, no. He it's checks actually every Aaron Judd. <laughs> no, it's because on ESPN today they showed how many strikeouts he had, and it said second in Major League Baseball. Oh, what a party pooper. Sorry. God. But, I mean, he's got to be. But whoever's ahead of him is somebody that's not as good. I as don't him. know who's ahead of him, though. So ah, that- and you guys might have to help me in uh, telling me if he is classified as a rookie. Oh, Yon Mercado. Yon Mercado? Yeah. Oh, really? He's leading the league in strikeouts? Wow. He's actually he having a pretty good year. 48 strikeouts. He is classified as a rookie. I yes, believe. he is still a rookie. Yeah. Um, so 48? The, 48. The rookie is leading the league games. in strikeouts at 48. We've even played 24 games. Yeah. That's two a game. That was the segment we didn't get to today about the K rate. The first month ever in the history of baseball, more strikeouts than hits. Ever. We're trending this season to have more strikeouts than hits. No wonder I'm watching more NBA. And I also wanted to squeeze this in. I couldn't find a question around it. I admitted that. But fun fact, Johnny Cueto leading the league in ERA. Five starts, 32 innings pitched. I did know that. Eight for ERA. I did know that. And then he went on the DL today. However, he went on the DL today with elbow inflammation. Still leading the league. I suppose he is still leading the league. I saw that, and I thought that was interesting. Also uh, interesting, going on right now, I'm not sure how long they're going to let him go. James Paxton currently has 16 strikeouts. Oh, for real? And he's at like 100 pitches, so we'll see. Oh, you didn't know? (laughs) Who was that? What? What wrestler was that? I was like, who's James Paxton? There was a wrestler that was like, oh, you didn't know? I don't know. I don't either. I don't need. I don't know. 
All right, when we come back, we will finish this bad boy off and make it up as we go along. This is the Hot Corner, Portland sports leader, 1080 to fan. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the Tag Team Champions of the World. That is the road dog, Jesse James. Yep. With B.A. Billy Gunn. Yeah, X-Pac. Triple H. D-Generation X. What? Well, the New Age Outlaws. Oh, yeah, that's right. That one is of the, awesome. One of the all-time greatest tag team. Calm down. What? Calm down. Dude, Road Dog and Billy Gunn. I'm sorry, the Jeff Hardy, uh, Jeff Hardy, Matt Har- Jeff Hardy, Jeff and Matt Hardy for sure. Hardy Brothers, Dudley Boys, and Christian and Edge. Those days, the TLC matches that was right. peak tag team matches. Right, but before them, Road Dog and Jess, the New Age Outlaws were pretty dang good. They were, they were. But I'm saying, like, when you think tag team partners, I always go to the TLC matches. So was, so was uh, some other good tag team. Uh... Um, uh, uh, Scotty uh, Too Hotty, and um, they were more of a three um, a trio though. Scotty Too Hotty, Rikishi, and oh, then the, the other one. No, 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 no. Too cool. No, too cool sucked. <laughs> or there was uh, Eddie Guerrero and his like annoying younger cousin. No, they sucked too. What I'm thinking <laughs> of is I'm thinking of uh, one of the incarnations of Mick Foley. It's not Mankind. It's Chainsaw Charlie. Uh, Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. (laughs) Those are some scary mofos, man. That was a serious tag team. A serious tag team. Oh, man. Now I'm trying to think. The Hardy Boys were always my favorite, though. They were my favorite because they were aerial. They were high flyers, and they were smooth and sexy doing it. Mike's Mike's thinking he can make it through the rest of the show without saying anything. Mike's look on his face is like, these guys are a bunch of nerds. Yep. And coming from Mike, I don't appreciate that look on your face. <laughs> Fine, you're going to go with some words out of me? I, I, I have, I'm not kidding. I was not allowed to watch wrestling as a kid. That's so strange to me. <laughs> wrestling was so fine, except oh. for the boobies. So, <laughs> it was uh, a, definitely a very sexually charged uh It was not about entertainment. that. It my, was funny. Like My I parents looked- were very anti-violence. Yeah. So anything that was even remotely like that, at least until like I was a teenager, I couldn't watch it. And that meant wrestling. So I just never got into it because I never watched it as a kid. And then I was a teenager and it was kind of already like, eh, no one really watched it in high school. So... I don't know. I, I know the only thing I know about wrestling is I thought Kane looked really cool. I liked his mask and his and his his whole outfit. The oh. Undertaker storylines were pretty wild. And breaking news as far as Kane, he oh, actually yeah, won this. the Knox County, Tennessee uh, mayoral bid. I love so, it. So um, I tweeted earlier. I said every time he walks into a city council meeting, there better be flames, flames shooting, shooting up from up. the floor. Well, he was part of the Undertaker. And The Undertaker is one of the best characters ever created in all of pro wrestling. I grew up with it. Uh, my favorite wrestler of all time is the Heartbreak Kid. I mean, Shawn Michaels. Can't go wrong. That's it. Can't uh, go wrong. I remember the summer of 98. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin was run over by a limo at a pay-per-view. <laughs> I, I loved all the deaths that and happened it, in wrestling. And it was like, 
the biggest storyline of the summer. Like, our friends, we couldn't stop talking about it. It was like a whodunit. Like, who ran over Stone Cold? It was clearly Vince McMahon. Vince hates him. Blah, 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 blah. Triple you, H has died like three times. And then you grow up and you find out that they had Stone Cold get run over by a car at a pay-per-view because he had, like, massive spinal injuries and he couldn't wrestle for another, like, seven months. So they were like, let's have him get run over by a car and people will just know that he he can't wrestle. He got run over a car. No, he can't wrestle because he got his neck driven into the mat and can barely walk. <laughs> Oh, man. Undertaker, I think, died at least four or five times. Oh, yeah. Been risen and buried alive. Yeah, resurrected many times. Resurrected and buried alive. Mike is just, he's like, three more minutes. The only reason I know about that is because the gifts of the Undertaker rising from the dead. Everyone uses that for the when sports things happens. I'm like, oh, that's a funny gift. Well, I I said today that there was uh, nothing more exciting in wrestling than the spontaneous flames coming out of nowhere when Kane would show up. And then he'd sometimes pop out of the mat. (laughs) He'd punch through the mat and come through. And you're like, and Jared's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Stop the damn fight. Stop the damn fight. And then also, yeah, when the Undertaker came. I have a signed came, picture of Jim Ross at my desk. That is, you cherish that. Frame it and put it above for the rest your of your life. For the and if you don't life, like it, yeah. Joe and I will go out back and fight to the death for it. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, as far as the wrestler uh, Undertaker sitting up, would that not elicit a reaction from everybody? You think he's oh, just lying there knocked out, clean, cold, everything well, he, It was always a fluid motion where he'd just go, whoop. Yeah. Yeah. He would go from horizontal to perpendicular, and you were like, oh. That core God. strength is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, he's also only lost at WrestleMania zero times. Undefeated at WrestleMania. Actually, I think he lost like a couple of years ago. I think he did too. I think he's <laughs> seventeen and one at WrestleMania. So dumb. Uh, yeah, it's it's the only reason I don't actually absolutely despise Dwayne Johnson in the bad movies he's in, because The Rock brought a lot of joy to our life. The Rock really did. I respect him now. Do you do boo? The Rock, uh, the Rock easily. Dwayne Johnson, I'm glad that you have your life the way it is, but The Rock. The Rock easily my favorite wrestler of all time. I smell friend. what The Rock is cooking. Most definitely. I mean, mine is my, mine is Shawn Michaels, but I don't think wrestling would be what it was without Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mike, who's your favorite wrestler? I already told you, Kane. I thought Kane was awesome. Kane? You like his in, political... In the very small amount of wrestling that I saw at friends' homes, I thought the guy who didn't show his face and looked like a monster was really cool. It was Kane. Well, go Knox County, Tennessee then, right? Sure. <laughs> well, Kane and The Undertaker were brothers. Like in, in the story? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still a Shawn Michaels guy. His back went out on him, too. Sounds like a singer. Like Brett Michaels? They were kind of the same person. Like, <laughs> Shawn Michaels was kind of like Bret Michaels, but a wrestler. Gotcha. More attractive. He had his own theme song. He was the first guy that, like, sang his own theme song. It was like... You sure it wasn't Bret Michaels? There were all these girls in the background going, ah, and it was a rock and roll song. He's like, you think I'm sexy. You think I'm fine. Uh, Pretty good. Cool. Yeah, he looks right. really hot. Okay. Big gulps, huh? <laughs> look, well, look, as much as it was funny, I cannot add a iota of anything to that conversation. So I let you guys enjoy. Yeah, yeah. For the record, HBK is my fave. And uh, I like the Hardy Boys. That's probably how I go. I like Chris Jericho a lot, too. I read those books as a kid. 
Mike Lynch, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you back next week. For Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something Mike would do. Like catch up on wrestling. 98 was a great year. And he would lift it, and the tip would always touch. And it would make things go off. Yeah! We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t